welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. On the first episode of Vote Your Conscience, I went over why I believe you should be voting for candidates that you would actually want to be your leaders. In this episode, I figured that it would be important to go over who I am and why you should be considering my opinions. Please bear with me while I meander my way to giving you a better understanding of who I am. I will stay on track as best as I can and cover four main topics today. Who I am, my passion for changing the world, problems with authority, and being a small employer. So just to start with, who I am, um, as that's a difficult question for anyone to answer since there's so much that goes into... um, you know, someone's identity, but I will do my best to give a brief overview of uh, who I am. So my name's Kevin Stola, obviously, and I grew up in a town called Commerce Township in Michigan. I was adopted at birth into, I would say, a pretty well-off family. So I grew up and had a uh, pretty nice childhood, I would say, at least, um, you know, materially. I went to the public schools in my area, and although they were nice schools comparatively to a lot of other um, school districts, I still hated going to school, and, you know, that caused a lot of issues in my childhood, which I do think gave me, you know, a unique perspective. I was always a troublemaker at school and at home, Uh, But I also had a lot of fun during my childhood, so I would regularly, uh, you know, go biking with friends, tubing, out on the boats, wakeboarding, um, fishing, stuff like that. We lived on a lake there, and uh, so I always loved, you know, being outside, uh, trampolining, gymnastics, Played a lot of different sports from baseball, soccer, bowling, and ended up ultimately doing like cross country, you know, long distance running, uh, which I still am interested in, but don't really compete. Um, So I did have uh, a lot of fun and there was a lot of, uh, it was also very tumultuous being in and out of trouble all the time. So After school, uh, after high school, you know, I met my uh, life partner and girlfriend in high school, and we've actually been together ever ever since. So we got a house uh, almost 10 years ago when I was 22 years old, and we've been living there uh, together ever since. So it took me a long time to get to the point of making this podcast. Uh, we had a lot of struggles financially and otherwise, which I'm sure we will get more deep into, uh, you know, as these episodes go on as well. Um, this podcast isn't really about me, but you will learn um, about my life over the episodes as well. On to the next point, um, you know my passion for changing the world. So basically, since I can remember, I've always wanted to help the world. Uh, Ever since I was a little kid, I remember being in, it must have been third grade or fourth grade uh, with UNICEF, you know, being in the school 
uh, the school was putting on fundraisers for UNICEF. And I remember, you know, we had to get sponsors so that we could raise money for, you know, hungry kids in Africa, basically, um, and clean water or whatever else UNICEF provides. And I still remember I had one of the uh, highest fundraisers in my class. And what, what it was, was you could, you know, find sponsors and they would pay, you know, five cents per mile you ran or per page you read out of a book or whatever. So I remember, uh, you know, being really into that and raising a lot of money or at least what I would have thought was a lot of money then, which I'm not sure what that actually is now. Um, so even since, you know, that young age, I always had a lot of empathy for people who weren't as well off as me. Um, I was told that I was adopted, you know, ever since I can remember. So as long as, as young as I could comprehend, I've known that I was adopted. So I knew I was adopted into, you know, a nice area. And I always had a lot of sympathy for any of the underprivileged people, or especially people in third world countries that had it really bad. And um, I remember imagining how that would be. So even at a really young age, and um, as I grew up, I never, you know, lost that passion. I did get discouraged for many years, um, you know, that I could actually have an impact on it. And since my dreams of changing the world were so large, it was hard to try to do anything about it because the impact would have seemed so small in comparison to what my hopes or dreams were for the world. I also did think that the world was already changing for the better when I was a child. So, you know, when we raised that money for UNICEF, this happens year after year after year. These problems are still there. And in 2022, at the end of 2022 here, they're actually getting worse still. Um, currently, after you know the COVID pandemic, basically, there's a lot of poor countries that are getting even worse and more people are becoming hungry. So when I was younger, I thought that we would have been able to solve a lot of these issues, you know, with so much fundraising and nonprofits, charity, everything that's out there, but that doesn't seem to have been the case. So in my view, you know, the world, our country has been really heading in, you know, a negative direction. Although I understand that statistically, there are a lot of good things happening too, especially before 2020. Um, and I still do think that we can change it for the better. So I've never lost that passion. Um, and I just didn't know what to do about it. So basically, after all these years of contemplating and, you know, researching, studying, paying attention to politics, economics, philosophy, I came to the conclusion that, well, I need to just do whatever I can. So instead of being idealistic and hoping to change the whole world, I'll just do, you know, whatever I can. So I've always wanted, uh, been interested in volunteer work, starting a nonprofit, and trying to speak out about many different issues. Um, I didn't have my life together enough personally to actually put much effort towards those endeavors, though. So finally, you know, in my early 30s here, 
I've been able to get myself together enough to at least try to put this podcast together. And I am also looking towards starting a nonprofit as well. Um, and hopefully doing volunteer work at other nonprofits as well. Um, so like I said, my entire life, I've always been very passionate about wanting to help people um, in basically, you know, every way. Um, people in poverty, people who are hungry, people who, you know, have disabilities. Um, I've always been for, you know, every different category of people being treated equally and fair and, you know, just hoping that everyone could have a great life. Um, as I was lucky enough to grow up at least, you know, having the finances to live well. So basically, I've just had so much love for, you know, every type of person throughout my life. And I've never cared about, um, you know, someone's race, sexual orientation, social standing, basically. I mean, I'm more interested in the actual individual, but even a lot of people that are perceived as bad people, uh, I know people get put in hard situations and people turn out the way that they do based on a lot of factors. So I've even had a lot of sympathy for, you know, people who have committed crimes and uh, other situations as well. So basically what I want to be able to put out there is uh, as much love as possible towards every different type of person. And hopefully that will help to, um, you know, close the divide we have in politics, which would be making people understand that everyone on every side of every issue, and maybe not everyone, because I believe a lot of the people at the top do not have your best interests at heart, but the masses of people are mostly doing what is in their best interest for themselves, their kids, their family, parents, you know, and their community at large, whatever they think is the best. Um, you know, whether or not they're on one side or the other of each issue. So basically that's, um, you know, where I'm coming from with how much I've cared about changing the world and I'm sure you'll hear much more about that in the episodes to come, of course. Um, the next topic would be problems with authority. So this has also helped me cultivate, you know, a, un a unique perspective as well. So <clears throat> I've always challenged authority ever since I can remember, since I was a kid. You know, my parents are my first authority, and I had many issues with listening. And same thing with going into school or even coaches or anything like that. So throughout my life, I've been able to see from a perspective of not fitting in so much, um, not doing what I'm told. And it's, it's definitely helped me see from the outside of how um, our society can, you know, just join different tribes, groups, political affiliations, whatever you want to call it. And people just get sucked into one way or another, whereas I've been kind of left out on the side uh, because I never really listened to, you know, other people based on their authority. So I would take in what they're saying, but I wouldn't 
listen just based on because they're my parents, because they're the teacher, because they're the coach or whatever authority figure, you know, they stand to be. I would always take it in. And for whatever reason, I'm not exactly sure how I became this way from being a young child. Um, but it has always been that way when I questioned authority and it's definitely left me out. That's kind of how I became more affiliated with third parties. I mean, seeing that each of the two sides seem to be lying and cheating, stealing, and being involved in corruption. And of, of course, even people in third parties, you know, are open to being corrupted as well. I mean, everyone is. But, you know, most people assume that people in the two major parties, Democrat and Republican, that they are involved in corruption. So, I mean, that's one of the main things I see is when people don't question their authority, that that can lead to corruption because it becomes none of your business if you just say, okay, well, they're the authority figure, so they must know what's best. So that's one of the main messages, you know, I'm trying to get out is that the people who rule the world, they don't always know what's best. And that's what I believe the basis of our country is on, is that the individuals know what's best for them and their families. And we should have more control over our lives rather than politicians making all the decisions. So, um, like I said, my problems with authority, they have led me to have a lot of struggles in my life that were probably unnecessary, but they've definitely brought me to a point and made me who I am. So I have had, um, you know, struggles with my parents, with schools, and with the authorities as well, you know, the police, courts, whatever. And I'm completely open about whatever has happened in the past. I don't know if that's necessary for this episode, but we will suffice it to say that I was involved in drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and I did have different legal issues, which I haven't had a problem with the legal system since I was 21, so it has been a very long time. Uh, but it definitely helped shape my life, and it took me a very long, long time to get here. Um, where I am now. So that's a little bit about problems that I've had uh, with authority throughout my life and also how that will help me, you know, view the world from a different perspective than the mainstream. So something else that's helped give me a unique perspective is that I am a small employer. So I have a small window cleaning business in Michigan. I do employ currently four people, but we did have a team of up to seven in the past. And our business is seasonal, so the workflow fluctuates living in Michigan, where the winters are extremely slow and the summers are very busy. Being an employer, I mean, I've gotten to see, you know, the side of things financially from being an employer, whereas um, most people have been on the side of being just an employee. And I have also been an employee. I worked 
for many different companies from the time I was 17 to 23 when I started the window cleaning business with a friend. Um, so running this business has, I, ha I have learned a lot um, basically about how our tax system functions, how the government functions, because when you own a business, you have to deal with so many of these different organizations uh, from the states, from cities, and also with the federal government. So uh, all these different agencies and insurance companies as well. So that's definitely helped give me a unique perspective about basically the relationship between employers and employees as well. And that's something that I would like to help work on um, too, would be the divide between employers and employees. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm out here as a small business. There's a lot of small business owners that I know are good people. And there's a lot of employees I know are good people. But there is a huge divide between employers and employees. But I don't think that all employers are the same. So when people get give all this hate to, you know, employers and uh, corporations, I mean, I agree that there's many big corporations out there that don't care about their employees uh, and are just out there to make as much profits as they can. I mean, that's that's not something that I'm against um, saying every, you know, big employer is good. And usually the bigger that they get, the more detached from the average person that they are. So me being a small business owner, you know, with only there's only uh, five of us currently you know, I can still stay in touch with, with the average people. I understand that. Um, but so definitely seeing from the employer side how taxes work has given me a very different perspective because I used to, um, I used to lean a lot more left and I still do have a lot of, you know, left-leaning opinions and perspectives, but I do have more conservative values as well. And from becoming an employer has has made me see definitely the tax system in a much different way when you have to see how uh, you actually have to pay your employees and take their taxes from them. And then also a lot of people don't know, but employers actually pay another tax on top of the what the employee pays as well. So we have to partially match the employee's taxes. So from my perspective, that is a huge issue and people don't really understand how the taxes work. So, you know, that's definitely something that's very important to me and that I would like to, you know, get that message out to the world about how our taxes actually work, which in my opinion, just an example is that the government forces me to take my employees' taxes and give it to the government before the employee ever sees that money. And then on top of that, I have to send them some of my own money. So just for me to give someone a dollar, the government forces me to withhold some of that pay to the employee, and then on top of that, send them a little bit of my money as well. So each dollar that I have to pay someone actually costs more than a dollar, but it's also that the employee doesn't have the control over those dollars. 
So they automatically get absorbed by the government and the business, but due to the government uh, forcing businesses to withhold that money, the government gets to see that money before you. So they say it's your money, you know, when you make that salary. If you make just for example, you know, $100,000, if you're at a 36% tax bracket, then they're going to take $36,000 from you before you ever touch it. So I don't think that that's uh, the right way to have our tax system set up because people don't actually know, you know, how much they're paying. They can't at least feel it because the government claims that that's their money. But then if you never see it, I mean, how is that your money? The government takes it immediately. What I would prefer to see would be that the employees get paid directly by the employer and the employees have to pay their own taxes. So it doesn't get taken out and they never see it. And in my opinion, this would force employees to understand what the tax system actually is and what the IRS does with our money. They would care much more if that money hit their bank account and then they had to give it up to the government. So before when I was an employee, I didn't think about it very much either because it just comes out of your paycheck. But once I was an employer and I had to realize that I have to take this money out of my employees' paychecks before they even ever get to see it, I definitely changed my perspective about what the government does with our taxes. And, you know, these are, this is some of the way that my, you know, political views and opinions have changed. Um, and obviously, a lot of other small, bu small business owners already know this, and that's why a lot of them do leave more, lean more conservative. Uh, but there's a lot of different reasons for that as well. And there are plenty of left-leaning small business owners out there as well. So that's just one of the ways that being a small business owner has helped to you know, give me a unique perspective. And there's a lot of other ways as well. So, I mean, having to deal with different regulations and government bureaucracies is also a big thing to show how our government's functioning and uh, learn about it as well when you start a small business. So for anyone else out there who has a small business that's listening, obviously they understand this and they've had to deal with, you know, their local uh, city, their their state and the federal government as well. So it's definitely a big thing where you can um, see that a small business owner or a large business owner as well would, would understand. Um, it does impact small businesses more than large businesses though, because we don't have departments with accountants and lawyers uh, to help us out dealing with the government. I mean, we don't have any advocates that are just out there helping us with the day-to-day -day of keeping our books proper and having all the right legal documentation and everything that the government would like to see. So having to figure it out yourself is a lot different than a large corporation that has departments of lawyers and accountants to help them. Uh, so, you know, I hope that gives you a pretty good understanding, um, you know, all four of those topics to cover. Obviously, there's you know, so much more to my life that I could tell you about, but hopefully going over those topics gives you a pretty good understanding of uh, where I came from and how I got some of these views. So, you know, basically, I've just been obsessed with 
how we can change the world, how we can better the world. And through this, it's led me to an interest in studying economics, politics, philosophy. You know, I've studied all that a lot on my own, mostly. Um, I only did, you know, a couple of years in community college, so I don't have a degree after that. And I have a, a GED, high school equivalent. But on my own, I have been interested in politics and philosophy, like I said, business, economics for basically since I can remember. But I spend, you know, hours every week researching what's going on in the world, the world of business, economics, politics. And uh, I would say it's a small obsession of mine for sure. So that is definitely part of why this show came about because me and my life partner uh Jem she and I discuss this stuff all the time and you know I just had to finally do something about it so I can at least try to get my message out there whether or not this helps to change the world you know it can help me at least gather my thoughts about um what's going on in the world as well. And I can at least try. So I hope to have a big impact. But even if I can have a small impact and start changing people's minds about some of the ideas and try to create less division in our country and also in the world, um, I'm happy to help. So with that, you know, I'll just uh, give a quick recap here before we close up. So we went over basically why I think that you should listen or consider my opinions and listen to this show. Um, I have a unique perspective. I've been obsessed with changing the world for the better since I was a little kid. Personally, I've studied many different political philosophies and economics and business over the years. I'm really open to new ideas and changing my mind. I don't pick sides on one team or the other. I analyze each political opinion for itself. I've worked as an employee and as a small business employer. So I do have insight into the divisions between businesses and workers. I love and care about all people. I don't care about anyone's political affiliations, religion, race, sexual orientation, or identity. I want our country to be better for all people. Uh, although I do disagree with many people's perspectives, I understand and I know that most people are trying their best to make life better for themselves and their families and hopefully the overall community as well. You know, uh, when people got to take care of themselves first, um, it can be challenging, so they can't really consider the community as much, but I believe that that is what most people actually would like is to be able to contribute and help out their community after they can take care of themselves first. So with that, that's all the time that we have today. But I just always want to end on a message uh, to lessen the division. So just remember that most citizens are just like you, you know, even with their different opinions. Everyone just wants to do uh, what's best for them and their family. That's why I believe that we should always be respecting, you know, others' opinions. 
Thank you for listening to my second episode. I hope you learned a little bit about myself and my my views, and I hope you look forward to listening to another podcast. I look forward to making another one. I appreciate everyone listening, and remember to always vote your conscience.